What's going on? What's going on? Entertain the geeky. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> your your grin right there at the last moment there. <laughs> What's well, like one of the weird things about doing something like this is you do things to keep yourself entertained with it because right. you don't want it to lose its luster. Right. So like yeah, if that means flipping off the camera on accounting, I'm fucking doing it. Well, so yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta you know tune in. You gotta you gotta put yourself in a different mindset. You have to, to become that talk. caricature yeah, yeah, of yeah. yourself. It's what Stephen Colbert used to do on Colbert Report every night, right? Yes. He became the right wing lunatic. That was the character. <laughs> well, it's so funny. Uh, when we started the show, I was talking to a friend about it, and they're like, "They're like, you're still you on it." but you are a grossly exaggerated version. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And they're like, it's funny. They're like, it's, it's, it's funny, but it's just, it's weird because then we hang out and you're all toned down. Right. Sure. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, well, you know, I guess, but yeah, it's whatever. funny. I'm uh, I'm just this guy all the time. If you ever wondered out there, this is just the guy I am all the time. This is how I talk. This is this is as excited as I get about weird, weird, nerdy stuff. Well, like, yeah. What you, what you see me is what you do. my day to day basis here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I guess, I guess for me, it's environmental. Like, I'll, I'll yeah. You, you, you definitely toggle. get a little. Yeah, you, you get a little more. You get your enthused. bumps. You yeah, get your yeah, bumps. yeah, yeah, yeah. During during these times. Um, okay, so Sony just did a showcase and showed us some <laughs> super badass Spider-Man footage. Yeah, the showcase showed a bunch of stuff. A lot of stuff that's not going to be coming until 2024 or beyond. Um, they showed off a new Final Fantasy 16 trailer, which obviously that game looks dark. It looks pretty good. Uh, the problem I'm having with that game, though, is it's coming out like in two weeks, and I am just not done with Tears of the Kingdom, and so that's going to be on the back burner until I'm done with Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, I mean, I, I know that that's like your baby right now. Oh, it's the best. So I, I can't see you. Are you gonna are you gonna one hundred percent it before you start playing that? So what do you mean by one hundred percent? Because this I think it's subjective. Breath of the Wild I one hundred percent completed. Yes. But in my definition of that, look, there are nine hundred Korok seeds in that game. There are a thousand Korok seeds to find in Tears of the Kingdom, and and you can find them all. And your your reward for finding them all is a little golden poop. So you're gonna find them all? No. Because that's not a worthwhile reward. What if right, it's different for the this effort? Go. It's not. People have already confirmed. Somebody's already got a thousand Korok seeds out Holy there and it has confirmed that no, it's absolutely just a poop again. So the point is the Korok seeds serve an important purpose within the game. They allow you to expand your inventory slots. Yeah. So there is a reason to collect them, but I don't think Nintendo really ever intended you to collect all of them. Right. I think Nintendo put so many on the map so that no matter where you were, you could find some Korok seeds. But I don't think they, that's why the gift is a poop. Like, good, good job. Thanks for doing all that work. You here's your nerd. poop. Right? Like, here's yeah. your poop. So being as how Tears of the Kingdom has a thousand Korok seeds, uh, again, I don't think you're intended to get them all. You can if that's what you want to do, if you're that much of a weirdo. Right. But you only need about 450 or so to expand every slot. They're like, you broke the game, so now we're going to break you with your prize. <laughs> well, there's, you know, again, expanding the slots is important. Yes. But in Breath of the Wild, all you needed was 441 Korok seeds to expand every slot. After that, you're just collecting them for the poop. That's what you're doing, right? So complete, yes. All my armors will be upgraded. All my... Uh, slots, you know, inventory slots will be open. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, all the map will be explored. The map does this thing where as you progress through it, 
certain areas when you're looking at the map are not named until you get to them. Okay. And then it names them like bridges or specific ruins and stuff like that, or even specific sky islands. So the map keeps a tally of how much of it you have explored, right? I'm at like 53% at this point. Okay. Um, but what that means is, like I said, going into every cave, going to every spot on the map. So will I get that to 100%? Yeah. I mean, you should look at, there's the there's thing in the game called the hero's path that shows you the path you've taken through the game world yeah. on the map. When you look at my hero's path on Breath of the Wild, there is not an inch of that map that's unexplored. Because I'm weird like that. This is my map, bitch. And I wanted that thing to say 100%, right? Like that's, that's and that's what it, that's why it says 100%. Right. Right. Um, now, so I will get enough Korok seeds to expand everything. I will finish all the side content. Um, but yeah, complete, no. Okay. I will complete it to my satisfaction. How long do you think that's going to take you? Oh, easily 500 hours or so. I mean, I'm 160 hours into the game, and I st I have beaten the game. I actually completed the final boss okay. a few nights ago because I just I was I just felt like yeah I'm ready I'm ready for that, and I was not ready for that. I'm gonna tell you, and this is we're off topic a little bit here. We're way off topic, but it's at, still at the beginning of the video. But I'm gonna tell you, Demon King Ganondorf is like Dark Souls level hard. He's a motherfucker, huh? He's when I say Dark Souls level hard, people out there, you know what I'm talking about. Like this is a boss that is so frustratingly difficult. Now, I didn't die. I beat him the first time, not knowing what I was getting into. Didn't look up any you know stuff on the internet. Just kind of went for it. Uh, but it was hard, and I had three hearts by the time I was done. And when I tell you I had three hearts, you think, why did you have three hearts? Well, couldn't you just refill your hearts? Yeah, every attack that Demon King does to you causes gloom damage, which permanently breaks one of your heart containers. So it cannot be filled again. Oh, wow. Until you go to the surface where the light is and purify those broken hearts. Well, you're not on the surface during this boss fight. You're under the castle. So... Yeah, it's just, I had three. Then I couldn't go higher than three. I had three when I won that boss That's fight. That's fucking bitching, though. And, and, and he does, this might begin into a little spoilery territory, so if you, if you don't want to hear about that, skip a little ahead in the video where we talk about Spider-Man, because we will do that here eventually. Uh, <laughs> he does the things in battle that Link does. He can do the slow motion backflip and come right back at you with his, with his sword. And in the second phase of the boss fight, he does that with every attack. The only way you can damage him is to parry his flurry rush. So he will backflip out of the way of your sword swing and then come right in at you and you have to, the parry window, I mean, it is a split second parry window. That's the only, you have to stun him with the parry in order to walk up and actually hit him with your sword. Otherwise he just dodges everything. So fuck that guy. And, and on top of fuck that guy, that was one of the greatest goddamn boss battles I've ever fought in a Zelda game. Well, yeah, because typically- It's challenging. I was going to say, typically the difficulty level is high, but it's, no. not, it's not impossible by any stretch. Ganon's never been, even Calamity Ganon in Breath sure. of the Wild, it's not a hard boss fight. It's easy to win. Even if you have to deal with his full health bar, it's still very easy to win. Sure. Uh, and- Dark Beast Ganon, the second phase, that's a joke. You ride around on your horse, you shoot some arrows at him, and then you shoot him in the eyeball. It's a joke. It's not a hard Fair boss enough. fight at all. And that's typically Zelda boss fights, right? The fight against Ganondorf at the end of Ocarina of Time, and then Ganon. 
They're great, but they're not difficult. I I guess I guess I'm still thinking about those as a kid and just how yeah. epic they were. Right. No, this is for real, for real epic. Did you play Twilight Princess? No, I did not. Okay, so when you get Ganondorf's in that game, that's actually the last mainline entry where we see Ganondorf, the mm-hmm. man. Uh, you get into a sword fight with Ganondorf at the end of the game. That's actually really well done. It's epic. It 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 took full advantage of what the GameCube and the Wii were capable of because it came out on the Wii and on the GameCube. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a straight mano a mano, you know, one on one sword fight, and it's really fun. And so that was what I was looking forward to within the Breath of the Wild engine. What I could not have imagined is that everything about what the Breath of the Wild engine got applied to Ganon as a boss, I guess he can fight like Link. And that's terrifying. He's a Link, badass. Link is like, when you do the flurry rush, you're basically, from the enemy's perspective, the flash for a second. You dodge, un, you know, because we see it in slow motion, but imagine the perspective of the monster that he's fighting. Right. Right? He's moving like the flash, and then he comes in and just starts wailing on you with his sword real fast. Yeah, Ganondorf can do that. <laughs> and he does it to you, and you're like, and man, fuck you. he does it with you. every attack. Okay, back yes. to Spider-Man. Yes. Back to Spider-Man. Sorry, I got No, frustrated. no, no, that's okay. I get it. Great ending, though. Great ending. So Sony does does their thing. They do their thing. And yeah, they showed off some stuff, and they, they ended it with finally Spider-Man 2. And we come in. We come in on a jungle scene with like a guy who's like clearly hunting someone, and you assume it's Craven. Yeah, because we heard that Craven was going to be in the game. Craven, the voice actor for Craven, actually narrated that first teaser. That was his narration. So this had a little bit of Russian, oh, a little cool. bit of a, a Eastern European accent. Yeah, yeah, there, right. Uh, and but then, so you see him kind of notice a target, and he like pulls his knife out, and he walks up, and then you hear him say. You've gotten slow in your old age, Sergey. And he stabs at a, a, a thing that's not there. And then the camera pans back to Craven standing behind him. The real Craven. The full Hunting on, him. Yeah, the full on leopard print, big furry collar. Eyeball, eyeball nipples? No? Uh, no, I don't think they did the lion face this okay, time. I think they okay. just did the leopard print. Okay. But. Uh, yeah, just looking, looking. Exa- I mean, he's instantly recognizable. Right. I thought the other guy was Craven because I was like, yeah, I figured we'll redesign some of the characters. Sure. And not the characters in the first game didn't look exactly like I expected them to, but they still looked cool. Right. But no, when you see Craven, no, it's like it's it's Craven. Craven. Yeah. yeah. Gold gray in his temples and everything. I mean, like it's Craven. Uh, and he he says to some guys that you don't see at first, but they kind of pop out of the jungle. You told me this was a great warrior. He has failed me, right? And his homie comes up and like hands him a little data pad and is like, so maybe a new hunting ground is what's needed. And they show footage of New York. They show Spider-Man. They show Black Cat. They show what happened with Octavius. All of these crazy, super-powered people that are going to be a challenge to hunt. So then we cut to months later, Craven's team closing in on Peter's home. Aunt May's home, or former home. God. Ugh. R.I.P. Aunt May. They did that quick. <laughs> they got that, they got all that family shit out of the way real quick in Spider-Man. Now nothing's holding you down, Pete. Yeah. Uh, and then we see the symbiote Spider-Man explode from the cellar. Oh, yeah. And go into combat. And symbiote Spider-Man is brutal. And the whole time, 
Peter in the original game, the whole time was talking and quipping and saying different things. And that was great. That was one of those things like as Spider-Man fans were like, yeah, of course that's what he's doing. Mm -hmm. He's a goofy mm -hmm. guy. Uh, his little quipping is gone in place of like this rage filled dialogue. Like you came to my house. Like he's just angry. And you see that reflected in how he attacks, right? The symbiote is brutal. Like, Spider-Man is a guy that doesn't like killing people. He doesn't want to kill people. He tries not to kill people. He's killed people, right? But it's he tries not to. No, this Spider-Man clearly has no regard for their lives. And that's yeah. beautiful, right? That's the symbiote kind of enhancing all the wrong parts yeah, of Peter's personality. Taking over. It's the possession at that point, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, we see it fight. Uh, I mean, he easily destroys, he takes out at one point a whole group of dudes in one attack, right? He's like, you can see like some meter building. And when he does this attack, it instantly knocks out one guy, but then it like area of effects, everybody yep. else. And they all just go down. I was just like, what? <laughs> so, so the symbiote footage is, I think all I saw of the trailer. It's good footage. And it was badass. Yeah. I, I was like, holy shit. Well, at first I thought it was a. Uh, I thought they were going to be doing it in a Spidey movie. I was like, whoa, didn't see this coming. Yeah, no. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, it's gameplay. It's, it's gameplay. Game, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking sick. Yeah, the gameplay is quite impressive. Um, but then when you get to the end of the fight, he like hears something over the radio like about how Craven's guys have spotted the lizard in, in the Upper West Side. And he's like in Queens. He's like, oh, I'm never going to make it there in time. And the little prompt comes up on screen. Square, switch to Miles. Right, and then we switch to Miles, and Peter like tells him what's going on, and then you take off as Miles toward the danger, right? And you're swinging through the city as Miles, uh, which I, I I love. I can't wait to kind of switch between them on the fly to well, you can handle stuff here, and I can handle stuff here. I love that idea. Like, Do your Spidey toggle? Yeah, yeah I love yeah. that. I'm very excited about that. Um, so then a chase scene ensues. Craven's people are chasing Lizard. Miles is chasing Lizard and Peter is chasing Craven's people because we start off as Miles and we get into the chase. Well, then Peter shows up eventually, right? It's, oh, he, he's on the way, right, right from right. Queens. Uh, and then throughout this, like, big chase cinematic set piece, um, the perspective shifts a couple of times between Peter and Miles for different parts. Uh, you can do the wing, the little Spidey wing glide now. Yeah. I'm so excited. That changes everything about traversal right there, man. Like, look, swinging Great. around yeah. New York in the original two games is brilliant. They finally nailed feeling like Spider-Man. But adding in the wingsuit, allowing me to, like, get some altitude with do my webs gliding. and then just glide along. Like, oh, I can't wait to do that. I, I'm so excited about that. Uh, and then it culminates in a battle with the two characters and it seems like they'll have joint moves, right? Maybe you'll be able to switch between them in battle or maybe it'll be an automatic thing. I'm not really sure yet how right. much control you're going to have in that regard, but they clearly have team abilities similar to like Batman Arkham Knight where Nightwing or Robin or Catwoman would kind of join in for certain sections, uh, which was fun. It was always like a fun little battle to kind of switch between the two of them. Um, it, it, I, I, looking at how both of them fight. And now we're looking at Peter in a symbiote. So he obviously has access to different abilities during that time within the game's narrative, but they still look like they fight very differently from each other. So it's not going to be very, it's not going to have that problem. Most games like that have where the characters just kind of feel very samey. Right. Assassin's Creed syndicate uh, had two protagonists 
uh, a brother and sister. Yeah. And you could switch between them on the fly and do different missions, but they both kind of had the same moves, right? They both kind of, they felt very samey. Uh, and that can be a problem in games like that. So I think they're going to avoid that problem because Miles' powers are very different already, right? right? With the Venom sting and the and the invisibility and stuff like that. It looks like they're expanding upon that quite a bit um, to kind of make them feel very distinct from each other. But uh, it culminates in, you know, them like, pulling a chopper out of, or a, a drone out of the sky or destroying a drone or something with this little team-up move. Uh, and then Lizard gets away. And Peter, Peter's pissed, right? Like, And we see the, the anger kind of seething from the symbiote. Oh, he got away. And Miles is like, no, nah, I got a tracker. I got the tracker on him. And Peter just snatches it away from him. And he goes, I'm going after him. And Miles says, you sure you want to do that by yourself, Pete? Like, he's got big teeth. And Peter says, so do I. And he swings off. And Miles is talking to Genki, his his buddy, his confidant, about what's going on. And Genki says, is he always like that? And Miles' response is, no, he's never like that. And so right away, yeah, <laughs> that's where the footage stops. But so right away, we're, we're showing a, a, a big action set piece that's probably somewhere in the middle of the game, right? right? It's probably nothing to do with the beginning or the end. Uh, but it sets up the stakes, right? Peter has the symbiote somehow, and Miles is the one who's going to have to deal with that problem. <laughs> when it be takes so over and he cool, becomes though. Venom, Miles right. is the one that's going to have to deal with that problem. So imagine a boss fight against Peter full-on Venom mode as Miles. I envision that being a thing in the game. Probably crazy hard, too. Right, because Peter's eventually going to get... It's eventually going to get to a point where Miles is going to say something because... Why wouldn't he say something, right? right? This is his friend. Not only his friend, they're protecting the city together. This is their team. They're a team, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's inevitably going to get to that point where Miles pushes Peter a little bit too far and the symbiote lashes out. And you get that, you don't know what you're talking about kind of moment, which will lead to a conflict between the two characters. So I, I, I foresee a, you know, Peter Parker, Venom yeah. symbiote moment, Miles having to deal with a boss fight like that. Which will be great. Sick, yeah, right. And, and, and ultimately, we'll save Peter and get the symbiote away from him. And then the symbiote will go off and he'll find Brock or whatever it's going to do. I yeah, don't know. Because yeah. Brock or someone that's not Peter ends up with the symbiote because the original teaser shows Venom. And Miles and Peter are the ones that see it in the alley, right? So, And we know that Tony Todd is voicing Venom. So imagine just Tony Todd voicing Brock and then doing, you know, what any actor who's played the symbiote has done, whether it's an animation or live action, and just kind of altered their voice a little bit for those, right. those moments to sound a little more monstrous. Yeah, it sounds spooky. Right? Yeah. It's so spooky. Or, or they just <sighs> gave the symbiote an entirely different personality, and Tony Todd is the one who's going to be giving us that, that personality. personality. Either that'd way, be, I'm very excited cool that Tony too. Todd's yeah. going to be in the cast. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> That's cool a too. big name, right? So, the candy man. One of the things that we haven't talked a whole hell of a lot about just while we're on the, the topic of Spider-Man, dude... One of the best Spider-Man movies ever is getting its sequel, like, this week. Uh, I thought it was next week. It's like two weeks still, isn't it? No, it's uh, June 2nd. Oh, shit. It's, like, here. I, th uh, I think uh, it's June 2nd. Let me double check that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Across the Spider-Verse looks great. I'm confused by the marketing a little bit. Um, 
just just because of my own knowledge of Spider-Man uh, from a comic perspective, mm-hmm. is Miguel the bad guy? June fucking first. Um, first, is Miguel the bad guy? I think I think so. Why? Though? I don't know. That doesn't make sense. Right? When I saw Miguel in the trailer and Gwen and and Miles walked in and he goes, "Why did you bring him here? He shouldn't be here." And I'm thinking, "But why? Well, might, it might, it why might shouldn't not be he a, be here? Is it because he's not Peter? You're not Peter. It might not <laughs> be a thing where it's uh where he's like a, a, pro, a protagonist or antagonist, I'm sorry. Where he's an antagonist, it might be a thing where he's concerned with like reality getting fucked up by him being there or something oh, the, along those lines. Right, but but that's that's also doesn't make sense, right? Because if reality could be affected by all the spider people being or by Miles being here, why doesn't it? Why don't all the other spider people that are here alter the timeline in some weird way, right? Like, why is it just Miles? But maybe he's supposed to be doing something at that point in time. I don't know. Right. I don't know. I mean, because the, the, the reason they all get together, the reason that we've done the Spider-Verse, and we told this during the story back in 2015 or 2016 yeah. or whenever they did that, was yeah. because of the weave, right? The great weave connects them all. Mm-hmm. The weaver maintains the great weave of reality. The Madam Web's part of that. I mean, yep. we didn't know about the great weave during the Madam Web days. She just seemed like this weird, omnipotent, godlike being. Right. But the later retcon is, no, it's the great weave. That's how they use spider sense. It's essentially like a spider's web. It's a network. One of the strands yep. gets pulled on, and that's where the spider sense comes from, right? So is this movie going to introduce Moreland? And the, Fuck, and that the clan so that feeds cool. on the spider totem because oh it is a two part film. Right. We're, we're looking at across the spider verse part one right. right now on June 1st. Right. So are we going to introduce the, the spider totem, the concept of the spider totem? Are we going to introduce Moreland? I fucking hope man. Are we going to introduce that universe where uncle Ben lived and Peter died? Yeah. And uncle Ben is now spider man. Are we going to, are we going to introduce captain universe spider man? The one that's got godlike powers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the potential for this kind of story based on what we've already seen in comics is endless. But man, if it, fuck, that would be so cool. That I mean, would be it, so cool. And 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 Dan Slott and, and uh, 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 Mark Bagley just did in their Spider-Man comic, End of the Spider-Verse. Right. Which was also a really good story that did, that had Moreland have to team up with the Spider-People because of a larger threat to the spider totem, right? right? So the weave goes down, the Spider-Men go down, the Spider-People go down. If the Spider-People go down- Moreland's dead. Moreland goes down. Yep. <laughs> they feed on the spider totem's energy. They're energy vampires, right? They don't drink blood. I mean, he did in the original. They retconned that since. Sure. But he's an energy vampire. He feeds off the life force of the spider totem. It's the strongest life force. It's the only thing that sustains them anymore. Which is what the initial story was about in the first place. He was going around to the multiverse, killing spider people. Getting all them Spider-Men. Yeah, absorbing all of their energy. Uh, So yeah, I have no idea where this story is going to go. I just am confused by Miguel. Look, because Miguel always has been the one that's more worried about the timeline. Sure. But if that's the case, him being here doesn't make sense. Because him being here could affect his timeline, right? Without him and his timeline, something catastrophic could happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't understand what his beef with Miles is. That doesn't make sense to me. Uh, maybe we'll get some backstory. Maybe they maybe they meet and don't like each other. I'm sure they're going to tell us exactly what's going on, and, and it's well, going to be have great. To, yeah, because it's the reviews that it's getting are fantastic. People are calling it the greatest Spider-Man movie ever made. 
We get two of those with these Spider-Verse flicks. Two of the greatest Spider-Man movies ever made. Well, that depends on how whether they stick the landing or not, I guess. Fuck, dude. The first one right, was so good. You can so set up a great story. We've seen that in comics time it's and fair. time again. It's and fair. if you fail to stick the landing, people will forget about your yeah, story. Yeah, the story sucked all of a sudden. Right. Yeah. People will forget about it because it had a bad ending. That's a fair point. Who still talks about Secret Empire? Nobody. Nobody. We talked about it one right. time. Yes, we've to talked. To illustrate the, the toxic fandom... But no one talks about that story anymore because it had a bad ending. Yeah. No, the beginning was controversial too and people got angry. No, people lost their shit over that but one. But the ending wasn't good either. You know what I mean? Like it, right. it, I liked the story personally, but I do think the ending was lackluster. When it, yeah, and if you don't, like you said, if you don't stick the landing, well, you didn't do the trick. Yeah. You know, well, now I'm not going to remember your story. Yep. Yeah, yep. I'm gonna, it's going to go into some compartmentalized part of my mind and I'm going to forget about it. If we're watching an Olympic gymnast... Do a quadruple double flipple dipple. <laughs> do quadruple <laughs> double flipple dipple. And then they don't land it. You're like, well, that fucking idiot fell. Yeah. Like, you're not like, man, that was. Did you see the spinnies? Right, did you exactly. see the twirlies? Nobody cares about you the spinnies. You don't think about that fall. at all. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so yeah, that's super exciting, and it's uh, it's funny because um, my son came home and he's like, Dad, are are we gonna go? <sighs> Are we going to go see this? And a new movie theater just opened right down the street. Nice. And I was like, you're goddamn right. <laughs> He's like, well, we- you're a big Spider-Man fan. And you've clearly, you know, conveyed that to your children. Oh, yeah, and now no, they're, they're Spider-Man They fans. know. Well, it's funny. So um, they, they've done Jordan. I don't, I don't care for Jordans. They're, it's not my shoe of choice. Uh, they've done. Oh, we're talking about shoes now. Okay. They, I was like, on. Jordan? What does that have to hold do with Hold on. They've done Jordans. Because of the Spider Verse movies, they've done special lines of Jordans. Jesus! And the first that have Spider people on them. So it's uh, it's actually the shoes that Miles Morales wore. Miles Morales wore in the in movie. The they, movie. They, they yeah, were Jordan yeah. ones, and it was some special variant that they did for Edge of the Spider Verse or Into the Spider Verse. I'm Into sorry, Edge of the Spider Verse is the uh, comic, the yeah. the prequel. Um, so yeah, they. They did these special Jordans. Well, one of the giant ads that's running in New York uh, Times Square right now is a fucking Jordans ad for these Spider-Verse shoes. And I'm like, ooh, do I buy them this time? I'll, will I wear them? Probably once or twice, but ever again? No, man. I, Probably I, not. I'm yeah. not a Jordans guy, so no. it's like, do I want to collect that? It's like getting the Back to the Future shoes. Well, yeah, I mean, is, is it something you want to have... Not to wear, just to set on your yeah, shelf. Yeah, to go right here so you guys can see. I yeah, don't look know. Look at these cool shoes on my shelf. Yeah. People <laughs> Turn be like, it to the side. People be like, get your fucking shoes off of there, asshole. <laughs> Those are display fees. Those <laughs> shoes are display fees. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, I mean, clearly I'm not a sneakerhead. I mean, I'm wearing flip-flops right now. I, I, I'm Converse, man. Yeah, it's always been Converse for me. I know. I yeah. know. Your, your, your character, when it was drawn up, for entertainment geeky is wearing Converse and a fedora. My weird Kevin Smith-looking superhero guy that you drew for me. I didn't even draw it. Oh, that, that, was that a, someone drew for me? Jeff Craig. All right, um, Jeff Craig. Thanks, yeah. Jeff Craig. No, he's brilliant because I was like, hey, will you, will you make a Jason? And he was like, yeah. And then he did it with fedora, Chuck. Oh, no, it's perfect. It's right? incredible. But, but I saw it and went, do I really look like Kevin Smith? Is that how I look? Because that's what it looked like to me. It looked like one of those, like one of those blunt man or chronic. Yeah, one of those blunt man. I guess. Cartoons, be, I guess right? because he did the trench coat on it. Yeah, but the trench coat, the ponytail, right? Like, but that's that was Kevin Smith. Look, the fedora is not Kevin Smith. But if it was a backwards hat, oh, that's no. a spitting image of that Kevin. Would, Smith. That would be fucking Silent Bob at that point. Exactly. And yeah. you are not a Silent Bob. No, no, far, I got too much to it. say. Yeah, yeah, I got so, too much to say. Yeah. 
but Nikes. Uh, <laughs> that's just weird. Yeah, that's <laughs> isn't it bizarre? But it's weird those, little segue. It's there. one of those things as a collector and like as somebody that loves Spider Man. I'm like, do I need this? Do I need any of it? Probably not. Uh, but do I fucking want some of the stupid shit? Yeah, man, I want it yeah. bad, so bad. There are certain things though that people will say, right? Like people say, I need that. Well, you don't really need that. You right. want that. Uh, no, see, like, I think that's wrong because there are certain things that I need. I needed Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. It's, needed it. It's a soul thing. It was not, I yeah. want it. No, I need it yeah, it's in about, my life. It's about your soul at that point. It's, yeah. you're, you're replenishing your life force. <laughs> you're cleansing those hearts. Yeah. <laughs> the Ganon is corrupted. So, yes. yes. Like, <laughs> that's exactly what you needed right. to, uh, to, you know, continue to live life in a prosperous way. Yeah, I think because I think conflating needs and wants, right? Is it something that's absolutely necessary for me to live? Most people would say no. I would argue yes. Video games do a lot for my mental health. Sure. And and that dopamine and that making me feel good for accomplishing. I mean, shit. When I finished that boss fight, oh, I smoked a celebratory joint. I was like, yeah, that was a that was a victory right there. Yeah. Like, that was a real hard fought victory. I fucking earned this. I needed that, right? <laughs> I need because again, it does a lot. Like I, I can come home from a really bad day. And right. Just like you know, I don't work at a job that's hard, but sometimes it feels like work, right? Like right. coming home after a free comic book day, I was fucking beat, right? Like that was a day. Right. Uh, I think, I don't even think we recorded that next day because no, I like we, slept in. No, no, we didn't. We, uh, we talked, uh, we talked that night actually. Yeah. And I was like, dude, stay home. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, don't worry about that it. That was I know a you're, work day. You're wiped out. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny. I don't do a hard job like being a salesperson. Sure. Not a hard job. Mental, it's brain damage. And like, I told my wife that for a long time. I'm like, here, I, I like it, it. I deal with brain damage, and then you come home, and like, that's your time that you try to like veg out a little me. and realign your chi, if you will. Right. Um. You know, get your shit right, and uh, but you've not really done anything physical up until that point. So then you run into the issue of sleep. Right. And then you can't sleep appropriately, so it just ups the stressors the next day, and it's like, fuck, dude, it's this awful cycle yeah. of, uh, you know, not doing manual labor, I suppose. Right. And I'm like, man, I should, I should probably do man stuff with a hammer or a yeah. drill. No one ever taught me how to do that stuff. I don't <laughs> want to do that stuff now. I'd probably hurt myself. I do, I do, I do it now as a means of. Uh, it, it, it's my justification of my being. I'm like, you know what, dude, I can do this. I know I can do this. So I hung a fan. I didn't electrocute myself, which was fucking the coolest thing, not dying, hanging a fan. I stood on a ladder and didn't fall off of it. <laughs> um, also very impressive. Yeah. Maybe not that impressive. <laughs> and then I used power tools and I'm like, dude, I can't believe motherfuckers let me buy these. But some asshole at Home Depot doesn't fucking, they're like, are you this dumb? And I'm like, oh, yeah, totally this dumb. <laughs> they don't even do that. There's no vetting process there. So I buy them. And then I go out into the world, a.k.a. my home, and I start using them in, in scenarios that are extremely dangerous, not only to me, <laughs> but to my loved ones. Uh-huh, yeah. You I don't, burned your whole house down. don't know how to wire things, but I figured it out. I'm like, oh, this works real fucking good now. Yeah. And... There's a fan now. It lights up and when, it spins. Uh, when when we stop doing this, you guys will know it's because Chris's house burned down from uh, electrical <laughs> wiring that sparked and faulty, lit the whole house faulty on fire. Faulty wiring. They'll be like, 
what dipshit did this? And I'm like, this dipshit. What yeah. dipshit sold me power tools? It's his fault. <laughs> but no, so, you know, that was what I was saying, though, right? Like, after a hard day like that, after a day that just... That breaks you almost. Yeah, you. yeah. Uh, no, video. I need to play video games. You need a release, for sure. And that's... Well, and, and video games are mine. That, that's or your poison, yeah. Or yeah. whatever, right? But, no, I need that. That's very much a part of my life work balance, right? And my balancing my mental health, just as much as it is taking my wife out to dinner, just as much as it is going to see a movie. Right. Those, these are all things. No, like I need these things in my life. Right. And I envy the kind of people like holy people who just give up all material it's things incredible, in their life. Right? I'm just like, how do you deal with your mental health problems? What? <laughs> it's, it's, and, and arguably, maybe they don't have mental sure. health problems. Well, I mean, I, I think I think it's like about how you align yourself and your focus and stuff. And it's it's the hierarchy of what matters to you, I suppose. Yeah, it's and the like hierarchy of needs. Yeah, yeah. and I I think your needs shift when you take that on. You redirect your attention, and your your needs become different. And I think yeah. you get that uh, that fulfillment from maybe the journey of what you're doing at sure. that point in time. I envy those people that can that no, it's it's that can give up these things because these things without these things, man, I would be depressed and probably suicidal. Right. <laughs> Well, my my wife asked me the other day, she's like, do you want to do hard 75? And it's like some fucking 75 day challenge where it's like, you don't get to drink. You have to work out seven times a day and read books. And I'm like, that sounds I, miserable. Was, I was like, honestly, no, I don't want to fucking do that. that. Sounds miserable. I'm like, I can take, uh, take measures to correct my diet on my own. And I would like to do that on my terms, not a challenge's terms. And like, I understand what the thing is for. It's to, to help you create good habits and shit like that. And that's incredible. But I also don't want to go into something like that and just totally set myself up for failure because I've got so many other things like doing this and work and all that shit. It's like, I don't need that failure on top of everything else. I would like to hone other things and like I can get my diet right and I can do this, that, and the other, but I can do one thing at a time and I can build on that. I'll, I'll stack some habits or whatever. And it's just, I think that's more appealing. And like, as far as like this stuff is concerned, yeah, man, like I, I look forward to getting to play D and D we, we play every other week right now. And that is such a like fulfilling and great thing. And I honestly, I don't know if anybody else there gets as much out of it as I do. Um, but I don't care. I, right. I love sitting there to write out what's going to, you know, some bullet points for what's yeah, going to happen. I am about to start this, this Zelda game, and I am very much looking forward to telling this story. It's going to be incredible, I'm right? I'm excited about the story I've written. I can't wait to run a D&D game that's structured like a Zelda video game. Fuck yeah, dude. That sounds amazing. It's going to be incredible. And it's, yeah, it, yeah, wait. It's that, it's that uh, you know, that replenishing that you need the things, to, the things that you need, right? Like, I, I, like, people conflate want and need. And it's like, no, these things are needs, man. Like you're, you're maybe they're not needs for you. Right. But my needs and your needs are not the same. Right. <laughs> and they're never going to be right. Well, it's like, dude, you might, you might be the person that likes going out and riding your fucking bike, but that's not me. Well, yeah, I, I'm not the healthiest person. Sure. Right. I mean, I'm not in good shape or anything, but I'm happy and I'm comfortable. Right. And I, I'm not, unhealthy i'm just not healthy right like i have a little extra weight and i eat cheeseburgers but <laughs> but i do physical things to balance that equation out right i, I have been said cheeseburgers i have literally been i'm not kidding you man i've literally been at the same weight 
for like five years. Yeah. So I think to myself, yeah, I'm doing fine balancing balancing my intake with you know my control of that intake. Right. I'm doing fine. Right. I haven't but fluctuated in this weight for five years. I'm doing all right. <laughs> it's been the same. It's almost uncanny. And and truth be told, there are days, nights, right? At least recently playing this video game where I just didn't eat any dinner. I didn't even think about it. Until I was about to go to bed at four in the morning, and I was like, damn, I'm hungry. There was more important shit going on. There was well, fucking Hyrule needed saving, and you couldn't be bothered with a fucking meal at that point no. in time. Because there was, again, the fate of a world was in your hands. <laughs> now, truth be told, I will then get a snack before sure. I go to bed, like some bowl of cereal or right. bagel or something, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I had a health teacher, and I think this is where it comes from, right? And he was in good shape. Like, he was a powerlifting mm-hmm. sized guy, right? One of those guys that looks Fucking like yoked. they got a gut, but it's like a boulder in their right. in their right. know, gut. He, he swallowed a bowling ball. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that health teacher, and he was in high school, it was one at Central, right? Yeah. Who used to tell us, you know, yes, you can do these things to if you want to maintain and if you want to look like I do, but health is about how you feel. Do you feel okay? Well, then you're probably okay, Right. Do you go to the doctor regularly? Do they tell you you're okay? You're probably okay then, right? It's all about what you feel. And I was, I just, it blew my mind to see someone like that cultivate a shame-free class, right? Because you think health class, you're learning about human sexuality, you're learning about healthy eating habits, exercise, diet, these kinds of things. But he never shamed any of us. And he was himself, like I said, just like a a, brick a Viking house. man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I think it came from there. I he think he picked me up with one hand and yeah. he said, "You're he just fine." Could have. Yeah, he definitely <laughs> could have. But he always used to say, "Do you feel fine? Well, you're probably fine then, right? If you don't, if you're if you're so overweight that it's dangerous, your body will tell you that. Right, your knees you are will hurt feel when you walk. bad. Right? right, your back will hurt. Your breathing will be labored. Your body will tell you that you need to make a change. So if you feel okay, you're probably okay. That's oh, that so interesting. Yeah, that was so such a brilliant way to teach that class, you know? When it was come to, you know, health and 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 dietary right. needs and stuff like that. Like, if you feel okay, you're probably yeah, okay. Yeah, have your regularly scheduled doctor's visits. I mean, he told us long before I ever saw that guy on the internet tell us, you know, there are certain things that are just not going to help you. Because even when we were kids, there were diet fads. Oh, right? yeah. Diet fads are not a new thing. There no. have been snake oil salesmen literally since humans have been For around. Ever, yeah. yeah. So there were diet fads back then, too. And he used to tell us, those things don't work. It's bullshit. It's not going to work for you. Because everybody's body and everybody's you know, ability to lose weight is not governed by the same things within their chemistry. Right? Atkins some the people, when we were growing up. Yeah, yeah, some people, cutting out these things actually helps them. Mm-hmm. But for you, no, you need these things in order to get where he is. Right. You need that extra protein because you're a little larger or you need that extra whatever it is. Right. Right. Everybody's body doesn't react to the same way. He he used to tell us. So like these people you see talking about Atkins and and these kinds of things, it's a fad. It's not going to work. It's not going to help anyone. They'll they'll sure spend a lot of money convincing you it will. Right. But it ain't gonna because not everybody's body is the same. And I see that guy on the Internet talking about that shit all the time now. He's. 
I don't pay for YouTube. I watch YouTube ads. I don't care. YouTube was not supposed to be paid for. That right. wasn't the point of it, right? So I'm not paying for it. I don't care how many fucking ads you show me. I'm not paying for YouTube. That was not the point of it. So there's a guy that keeps popping up in these ads. Apparently, he's like a celebrity trainer. The guy that's like, you can eat donuts and get rich. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's a snake oil salesman, guys. He I'm is. sorry 100%. to tell you that that's a snake oil salesman. You know how many fucking donuts I eat and how yeah, good he's, I he's, feel? You see him eating he's, pizzas. He's not and... wearing a shirt and he's fucking ripped. Yeah. Yeah, He's he looks like Captain America without a shirt on. Uh-huh. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's well, handsome and all that well, shit. And apparently yeah. he, he, he capitalized on that because he's the one who trained those guys. Apparently, like, he was the dietician they hired to get those Marvel dudes to look like gods. So he was not the one that that particular he might have worked with one or two of them. Uh, There was a particular personal trainer that worked with those guys that actually had them on crazy fucking diets. And I read an article in the uh, the writer of it actually went and trained with this guy because he's like, I want to see what these superhero diets and shit are all about. He got Uh, he got chewed out. So the guy's like, hey. You wear this Fitbit, um, you get 12,000 steps in every day. He's like, it's going to be a pain in the ass at first, but you'll get used to it. Uh, You're going to come here, you're going to train, it's 40 minutes of training. We're going to do specific exercises to build up your shoulders, your chest, and your butt so that you look... Right, but More that's superhero. a glamour muscle type it, thing. It is, right? but like that's that's what most of these guys were doing. Right, and because they don't actually have to be strong. Right. That's not the point. Right. Paul right. Rudd probably isn't fucking bench pressing a truck, but he looked shredded. No, he was shredded um, in that first Ant-Man movie. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, that that's that. Chris and, Pratt. Chris mm-hmm. Pratt went from the fat, lovable Andy Dwyer to the super ripped, sexy Star-Lord. Yeah, he did. You know? Yeah, he was... Fucking that dude was jacked too. Do you remember how they explained that on Parks and Rec? Too? I, I just quit drinking I beer. I just stopped drinking beer. The pounds just fell off. <laughs> that was great. That was a great way to do I, that. I actually, I just watched a, uh, a, a like compilation of shit that Ron did in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love him. Love him. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yes. There, there was some fucking crazy asshole trainer that worked with a lot of them, and it was, it was ridiculous. I thought it was diet. that guy. It, it, he, a little he, bit of what he's, he does as part of his advertising in the ads implies that. He might have worked with one or two people, but for the most part, they went through... I'll, I'll look up the name of the yeah, trainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but for the most part, they went through one person, and yeah, this guy had him eating correctly. He, uh, he chewed this um, this rider out, that's what I was going to say, for having a glass of wine one night. He's like, no, 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 you don't metabolize shit the same, and I have to get a six-pack on you. So right. you're not drinking alcohol anymore. Sure. And uh, like six months after, after this writer wrote the article, he's like, you know, I don't fucking do any of that anymore because it's miserable. Right. But I still have a little bit of abs, and it's nice. And it was just, it's funny because, yeah, I think once you can maintain it, yeah. It's, it's way easier than well, that's, getting that it. That was the problem. Uh, uh, Dave Batista was talking about that, right? Playing Drax. Mm-hmm. Because when he started playing Drax, he played it without a shirt on. Well, if you watch Guardians 3, he's got a shirt on almost the whole movie, mm-hmm. right? And they never really explained that in universe, but Dave Batista has gone on record. Do you know how hard it is to maintain that? It's not easy. I'm 50 years old. Right. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> He's like, so I put a shirt on because I was a little self-conscious about it. Well, your your uh, your fucking hormone levels and shit change too. Like, well, yeah, even that, too, getting right? older, just, just keeping that keeping that tone takes 
hard, hard work every single day. Right. Multiple times a day. Not fucking donuts, dick face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we say that as as one time, one one day in the future, we'll monetize the channel and that'll be the ad that plays before our show. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope it comes up on this fucking video. <laughs> and you can eat donuts. Yeah. That's a fucking total diet that in the early days of Entertain the Geeky, that is so something we would have promoted. We'd be like, you know, you should go on a donut diet, a donut fast. <laughs> a donut diet. A, a donut fast. <laughs> I need a donut diet. <laughs> well, because we used to deep fry shit and we'd be like, are you ready to fucking deep fry this and eat it and have yeah. people listen? Because we oh, didn't I even remember. do video. It was oh, incredible. Yeah, there was no video, but I remember you guys set that little fryer up and would fry things. Oh, my God. I, uh, We're doing fried Oreos and fried Twinkies. <laughs> one of the one of the greatest things ever. <laughs> fucking art. three grown men sitting at a table and taking a bite out of a deep fried chocolate Twinkie, and all of us giggled like fucking fourteen year old <laughs> girls. We're like, <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. It was lovely. We've done some strange things on this show. It's been a lot of fun. I mean, we did the Mountain Dew thing with uh, with Level One Judge. Strange, it was but weird. It was fun. It was fun. I I never. I was sick later, but it was fun. I I did not feel good. No, and then I we went out and had at dinner at fucking Freddy's. Oh no, I went home. My wife was like, "You want you want ice cream?" I'm like, "No, I don't want fucking ice cream." <laughs> I, just, I just literally drank three gallons of Mountain Dew. I don't want any ice cream. Yeah, and I had Mountain Dew piss water, and one of them like, I, "Oh god, I know." Some was... of them were just foul. Yeah, but um, yeah, Sony, you're doing lovely things right now, and we appreciate you. We love you. We love games. We love movies. We'll talk about them. We'll review them. Uh, Are we gonna fucking opening day Spider Man? I mean, I don't know that I'll go right away opening day. Like, I do like the, the first Spider-Verse movie, but it was not one that I rushed out to see. I don't like crowds in theaters. It's it's different than it used to be. Yeah. I, uh, I really miss waiting in line for tickets. <laughs> I don't miss that at all, man. I love being able to just go on my phone and say, here are my seats. We're good to go. We just oh walk right God. in. I show them my little QR code, and we're good. Dude, I, we I go on about our day. I was telling my kids about uh, like the first Iron Man movie, waiting in line for it, or the Transformers movie, Star Wars Star Episode Wars. One, The Phantom Menace. I Absolutely. waited in line to get tickets to that. And I'm like, dude, you, you would wait in line. We camped. I'm like, motherfuckers are dressed up. Some people have been there for over 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, just waiting to get tickets. You had to. People started lining up. When Phantom Menace tickets went on sale, people started lining up two days before. Yeah. And it was like, if you didn't go down and wait in line, you just weren't going to get tickets. Like, you had to wait in line. Yeah, I uh, with Phantom Menace, I think, I had to wait until the second day because I could not get uh, opening day tickets at all. Well, you're also a little younger than me. I, I was. I wasn't so You somebody, were a child when I was, Phantom Menace I was out, about you? 10 years old. So. Yeah. I yeah, think I was. How old are you? I'm 33. So yeah, I was a teenager. Yeah. By the time Phantom Menace came, because I was like, I think I was a teenager when. No, Phantom you could Menace do your own out. thing. I couldn't do my own thing yet. No, yeah, like we went to the theater and we just hung out there, you right, know, for hours the and whole day. I did that shit with Iron Man. I remember. Uh, so I, I, it was my senior year of high school when the first Iron Man movie came out, and I remember going, getting tickets, and it was a midnight showing because opening day used to mean you would. You didn't get to watch the movie until fucking midnight. Not this bullshit that they do now, where, where it starts at, at three four. p.m. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not that. It's not opening day. That's that's an early screening at that Preview point. Screening. Um. So yeah, we fucking we went there, 
didn't get out of the theater till probably two thirty, three in the morning. Yeah. Got home. And then I went to school the next day because it was a Thursday fucking night. Yep. Because uh, that's when movies come out is Friday. And man, it was badass, dude. It was so much fun. And I remember sitting there in my uh, journalism class and I was just like, oh, dude, I'm fucking exhausted. Yeah. Thank God I don't do anything here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember working at the fluorescent store and getting so many people to go to those Marvel releases that we would take up like three rows of a theater. Yeah. Yeah, we I we with used people to, we knew. We used right? to go in a big group and do that. Yeah, yeah it was I mean, a blast. That was, that was all the time. At every the time Regal. a movie. Yep. Well, yeah. Every time a movie came out, we went down to the Mills Mall to mm-hmm. that Regal Cinema, and and I mean, yeah, we would take up at least three rows. That was also one of the last theaters that didn't have assigned seating. Assigned seating. So you just went in and found seats. So there's a there's a theater down Olive that didn't have it, and then I think when so there. This new theater that just opened up, it's a different company. It's not AMC. But, I was uh, going to say, the West Olive one's an AMC. Yes. So the one, and then the, the, Olive, the one on Olive down by Limburg is a Marcus or Regal. It's not AMC. Which, so there's AMC West, which is like uh, Olive and Page and all that, where yeah, all that intersects. right there by the, yep. the, the so, Buffalo Wild Wings. No, no, no. Buffalo Wild Wings right here is the one you're thinking of. That's, uh, that's a B&B now. So that's actually, that's a Missouri-owned company bought that after, because AMC shut it down because things were slow, and they kept the cheaper-to-operate theater down Olive open. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Don't show up at my house, you fucks. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's not like you said your address. No, I know, I know. I'm just being goofy. Yeah, come Um, on. Also, you edit this. You just edit that out. I'm not editing that. (laughs) I, I like the flow of things when we're having a conversation. I'm like... Can't have a weird cut there. That'd be fucked up. So I, <laughs> it's like if we say something that's like a little fucked up and it could like exclude somebody, I try not to leave that in there. So like I don't. One of the things when uh, Entertain the Geeky started, I was like, I don't want to do anything political on the show at all because I don't want to isolate anybody or not have you know not let them have the outlet with us. Sure, that's important to me. Uh, so I was always really careful about that. I've said some fucked up shit here before and like totally scrapped episodes and it's stuff. It's a political world, man. You can't get around that shit sometimes, you know? Man, I'm, I'm not denying that. But like one of the things that I didn't want to do is uh, when like the 2016 election. Oh, I don't uh, talk about that. Yeah, fuck that. Right. It was, it, was, it was a weird fucking time. The only thing that Entertain the Geeky did was endorse voting for Loki. Um, well, but I think it goes beyond the scope, right? There right. are certain things. There are certain things about the political world that are well within the scope of what we're what we're trying to talk about sure. when it comes to inclusion and 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 this being a hobby that everyone can enjoy. But then, when it comes to straight politics, yeah, this is that's not that goes beyond the scope of what we're and trying that, to do. That's right? what I'm saying. I don't want to uh, exclude anybody because we're having some fucking right wing Republican or you know left well, but left wing Democrat. We've had conversations podcast. on the show. I mean, we've talked about. We did that episode about social issues are talking my, my nerd gripes about mm-hmm. nerds who get mad at the wrong thing. Right. Right. And something we talked about during that was the a lot more of the inclusion that we're seeing now. But the people got really upset about right that Captain America is a black man and that Thor is a woman. But part of it is not understanding how that's coming about in the story. So sure. and, and like that is one of the things that I brought up while we were talking about it. I, most people that are getting pissed off about it don't read things regularly, don't read no, these books regularly. Some, they and they're, and they're like, oh, okay, so now you're just fucking taking this established character and 
saying he doesn't exist. He's now this or he's no. now her. Right. And that's yeah. not what's happening. That's not what's happening. Um, you're, but, you're jumping to conclusions. Right. But it's, again, it's a, a headline well, and, that they read and but shit. The problem, but the problem with that is, and I think we talked about this when, when mm-hmm. we discussed it as well, the problem is with that is there's plenty of stuff that still fits with what you want it to be. Right. If you still want to read about Steve, there's something you there can for you. read about Steve. Absolutely. Right? No one's forcing you to read about Falcon. Right. Steve still exists. Right. You're like, well, no. We right d- now, him and Falcon are both Captain America. We we definitely <laughs> we definitely went down that road, but that yeah. was that was the thing. It, it it was all there is something for you yeah, in the exactly. hobby, and that's yeah. why I'm saying like, yeah, we can say, hey, don't be a racist. Hey, don't you know? Don't, don't be a fucking, lunatic. Don't starve people out. Whatever. Just don't be a lunatic. Um, it it's a cool hobby. There's room in it for fucking everybody. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, that's really, that's all I've ever wanted to promote with it. You know. Yeah, I mean, that, uh, that's something that I've said countless times on the show. Right? right. Is is this is for everybody? Hundred percent. Everybody includes everybody. Doesn't include just you. It includes even the people you may or may not agree with. Yep. It everybody. I mean, there's something for everybody. If 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 who you are is different than who I am, there's something for me and there's something for you. Right. right. Trust me. It's there. You just gotta look hard enough. <laughs> exactly. And it fucking replenishes your soul. It does. That's what it this does. I, I, comics that's, turned me into the person I am today. Well, that's just. I guess this whole episode was about that. We didn't know it, but what right. what was brought to us was this is about the thing that you know. I guess gives you gives back to you so that you can continue to carry on. And it might be video games. It might be comic books. It might be watching a movie or something like that. These are needs. These are needs. Yeah. Yeah, It's having your cup filled again. Exactly. And that's, that's what this episode was. Yay. So you guys can go to entertainmentmovie.com. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but all right. It's got all over the place. Um, you guys can go to entertainmentgeeky.com. You can follow us on all Fuck! You were you were right the first I time. I know, and then I, I second guessed myself. You did. I'm you still right holding the first it though. Time. Yeah, you got mm. it. Uh, you can go to entertainthegeeky.com to follow us on all of our social media and all that fun stuff. You can also get a free copy of Merle's Chucks uh, Merle's Truck Stop in Maine <laughs> by using the promo code Geeky 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 Geeky. So you I'm did pointed, it too. I know. I pointed I up there. It's there. Um, it's there so yeah, for me. Use the promo code geeky. Uh, next week, um, I'm doing something. I, I I invited you to that. Yes, I, I'm hoping to be here. I'm starting cool. a new job Tuesday, yes. so I don't know what my schedule's going to look like if yet. You can't, no harm, no foul. But if if I can be here, I'm going to be here. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be in the evening, too, if that makes it any easier. That's probably going to be easier. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Let's, uh, <laughs> so 7.30, we're going to do it. But um, yeah, so we're going to show you a playthrough on that because you've heard it. You've heard yeah. it if you've listened to the podcast, but you've not seen it so we're gonna make it a seeing eye experience <laughs> that got away from me a little bit there but i wanted to say i wanted to say seeing eye dog but i'm like that's not right we that's don't not, need a seeing eye dog here at all. at all that'd be awkward <laughs> get your head out of my crotch fluffy uh, guys as always stay geeky <laughs>